What's up, nerds? Welcome to Nintendo Power Block for August 22nd, 2017. I'm one of your hosts, Corey Deering, and alongside me, as always, that chocolatey retro code, Edward Varnell. Hey, everybody. It's Nintendo Power Block. Yes, I'm hyped for it. Oh. Definitely with the dude. That, I, I couldn't wait till today because oh. what you showed me yesterday oh and my what I see today. We'll talk about it in news. Yeah, but hype. Oh my gosh! Yeah, like yesterday we, little behind the scenes, scenes for you guys. We recorded Arsenal X Wednesday's Arsenal X on Sunday, and while we were discussing Xbox stuff, I was scrolling through my Facebook feed, and this article, which we'll talk about in news later, it's something we talked about earlier this year. But there's more evidence and more news about this specific project. And Ed and I were just like freaking out during Arsenal X. And we were like, if you watch the video, you can see our faces, but we're like not talking about it because <laughs> we're reading it in a separate, in like a separate window. And it's just <laughs> like, it's some of the most exciting news. It's, it's exciting for Nintendo and Switch fans and Xenoblade yes. fans. So we'll just, we'll just leave it at that right now. But, uh, Man, Ed, this is this is good. This is uh, it's only Monday and it's been a really busy week so far. <laughs> it's exactly. Ah, oh, man, it's. I'm trying to fit game time in, and then I'm trying to get all of our other shows scheduled out and figured out and everything, and making sure everybody has what they need for you know, because I'm I'm leaving on Sunday for vacation, and uh, I'm trying to make sure everybody has what they need to do stuff without me and. Man, it's it's Monday. <laughs> so Exactly. Oh man. Ed How's how's your week going so far? Well everybody, I have just gotten back in town. If you hear World War One podcast, uh we were doing it live that way. I was out of town with Larry Giver. So I really didn't get time to game game or anything. But I spent a lot of time on my three D S and love that system on the go i think if i would have had switch with the time that i was waiting for my train i think my switch would have ran out of power but my 3ds lasted me way longer than my than a switch would um so i like i said dragon quest 8 i've been playing that you guys been hearing more about that during past shows but i started up project x zone 2 and uh it's a lot of reading I mean, a lot of reading. It's funny, and the way that some of the characters are just like, oh, I know this person, but I don't know them, and then they just start knowing each other. Like, like it, it's so weird. I'm like, how y'all know that y'all been on missions since y'all from two different companies and two different IPs? But uh, it's kind of almost like Fire Emblem in a sense, but the strategies are is very basic and very easy to get into you do have a level up system um and they do teach you on how to attack enemies and stuff so uh i just finished maybe like seven stages already um i got to fight uh in uh makai uh, makai um which is uh the like demon world for the dark stalkers so morgan is there uh and uh, she's just amazing. I love her. <laughs> I love Morgan. Uh, 
but I am getting a little bit further in that game, trying to find out what the story is, like weird, crazy stuff is happening. Even, even Jill and Chris Redfield is in the game. <laughs> and so wow. it's just like, my goodness. They got, uh, so I, I believe it's Sega, Nelco, I believe Tecmo, and, uh, and Capcom. Yeah. In it. Wow. So there's a lot of characters from different games and stuff. Phoenix Wright in is in there with uh Maya. Uh and it's just it's a really good game from different worlds. Uh uh Dot Hack is even in it. Oh wow. I was like, wow. So uh but it's getting really fun. Um really digging that game. Uh, I'm gonna be trying to balance that also with uh with Dragon Quest eight. But um, other systems, Uncharted, Gears of War 4, uh, De- uh, DMC, Devil May Cry. Um, probably going to hop into Titanfall 2. I know they got a new mode. Uh, so I do want to try that out. And Gears of War, I want to go back to. Uh, but Corey has gotten me into Horizon. And I'm ready to pop that game back in and finish it. So... Uh, I know he's been trying to platinum, get the trophies and stuff. And boss, I support you. Go get those trophies. Yes. Uh, But uh, I'm ready to finish the game. Kind of want to do the new story mode for it. And then when I finish Horizon, um, I'll be jumping back into Final Fantasy XII HD. But I'm getting ready for Paper Mario, Color Splash, and Tokyo Mirage Session. Uh, and Star Fox, Star Fox Zero. I'm ready to get back into my Wii U and like really finish some Nintendo games. Yeah, Nintendo games. Uh, yeah, I mean, like you said, I've been playing Horizon kind of nonstop the last, I don't know, two or three weeks. I'm trying really hard to just... I want to do everything in that game because... I think we're going to do a special uh, Nerds Gone Platinum Power Block crossover to discuss Zelda versus Horizon and kind of talk about what both games can learn from each other and how mm. like each game can learn from each other and evolve in a way that would benefit everyone. Because, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think Zelda could learn some things from Horizon, but I think Horizon could take some elements from zelda as well and like really nailed down like the cauldrons are cool ideas like uh yes i i think they're trying to be dungeons for zelda but they're they're really just kind of linear paths that don't have any like puzzle elements or anything to them uh you know it's just a lot of walking up to things hitting switches to open a door and then kill the enemies behind the door which you know is, is fine but like in the next in the next game like if they could make a cauldron with zelda style puzzles in it and like you know really really buckled like double down on the zelda aspect of horizon like you know that that game could be really different and in a better way if they added puzzles to those cauldrons you know yeah i mean it's cool that they're a different aesthetic than the open world because you know you're going into this technological minefield instead of you know this abandoned wasteland of uh of earth you know you're actually in like a building and stuff which is cool uh but to change it up more i think they could really take some some aspects of of what makes zelda great and and apply them to the cauldrons because i think that i i think the cauldrons are in 
some of the most interesting parts of that game in terms of the storytelling but yeah. in in terms of just like navigating through it it's just like it's it's, it's okay uh but and I, they did and they don't have many of them in no there's only there's only like six or seven of them i think yeah uh but they are nowhere near as long as like old school zelda dungeons uh i would almost say they're not even as long as the divine beasts in breath of the wild they're they're pretty small spaces that you navigate i mean they they're they're large spaces but it's it's really linear and you can get through them in about 15 minutes and it's not uh it's not a zelda dungeon by any stretch but like it's it's a cool idea i i just hope that like the next game they they evolve because you got you got to remember this is gorilla's first real chance at making something other than kill zone you know and and they they nailed it for the most part it's a good it's a good game like it's a great game but definitely uh, agree at the at the same time like if they can and if they can make aloy control a little bit better uh lose the stupid resource system uh, or and fix the drop rate because the thing about it is is that you need some resources to get to buy certain equipment yeah i think i think that the resource gathering is kind of essential to that game but they need to fix they need to make it a little bit easier to get those resources because i find myself trying to sell stuff all the time and like trying to find the resources that i need and i'm buying them instead of finding them in the open world and it's not like i'm going it's not like i'm fast traveling from campfire to campfire you know i'm traveling through the world to kill i'm going out of my way to kill the the robots to get these resources and i'm not getting the ones that i need and and, it's it's kind of frustrating at points and yeah that fast travel needs to be fixed too you gotta buy a piece you gotta buy something to do fast travel i'm like that sucks i'm like well there's you get an infinite one later that i think they patched in afterwards like it's just an infinite travel one and i think that they're going to address that in the second game i i if they don't that would be a huge oversight because they already patched in a step to you know take that away you know that you can buy a infinite fast travel thing for like i don't know a thousand metal shards uh but yeah i i do agree i think i think it was a little bit ridiculous that you were you limited your fast travel by having to purchase these these fast travel packs and it's like right that's kind of that's that's kind of obnoxious uh but i mean they did patch that in and it it, then i ended up the first thing i did was was buy the uh infinite fast travel yeah then yeah then i gotta try to buy one i know for me uh i what i really liked about it was taking over the towers and then the villagers come in um i like kind of that stealth and hunting uh so when they used to come into the grass i would just be able to kill them easy or just headshot them uh real quick uh and i think there's one mission uh one of them i did everything with them not even seeing me just like like killing them stealthily um so uh yeah uh, i i could see i can't wait for horizon 2 and i think that's gonna probably be within three years that they'll announce it yeah i think I I honestly think it actually might be a PS4 or a PS5 launch title if they do end up making an, another console. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's going to be a game that they launch with the system to try to sell it. Uh, I think it's too late in the life cycle right now to get another one unless they get it out in two years, which I doubt because I think, you know, they they you know 
God of War is too similar of a game, like visually right now. You know, it's too, uh-huh. too similar of a game. Uh, Days Gone, they want to push, and it's uh, looks to be similar-ish. You know, open world action RPG style style thing. And then you got uh, Death Stranding coming. You have, you know, I th- I think Sony has too many options on its plate to push a sequel for Horizon in the next few years. So I see Horizon 2 really being a launch title for their next console. Uh, then, uh, in the meantime, I think give Guerrilla Games the order. I think give them the sequel to do it. Mm-hmm. To, 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 fill, to fill in, I think to fill in like the, the when the life cycle of the PlayStation 4 is about the end, I say, you know, it is kind of um like take what take the problems and fix it and then release it so that when PlayStation Five come out they'll have uh they'll have um Horizon ready to, Horizon Two ready to go because I know that I mean PlayStation Five is too far ahead for them to be working on Part Two to have that ready for a launch title. Yeah, um, but anyways, Horizon is if you own a ps4 i think horizon is one of maybe three must-have exclusives for for ps4 right mm-hmm. now i think i think it's that good i think it is i think it's the game to sell ps4 right now yes uh, you know it is it is sony's it is sony's flagship game i'm i'm sorry like in, in my mind horizon is sony's flagship ship game uh the other two exclusives i would say like in terms of big retail boxed copies, you know, I really liked Infamous Second Son. I think that game is severely underrated, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, I didn't really, I didn't play Infamous one or two, but I really liked Second Son a lot. And I know First Light was really good too, uh, and that's, I think that's just a twenty dollar expansion. Uh, yeah, and you know, Bloodborne, I think, are the three games that are the must-haves for Sony. Uh, you know, you know what I. I, 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 Horizon, I agree with you. I still think Uncharted 4 and I still think The Last Guardian are the three games on the PlayStation 4. I don't think Bloodborne is... See, if somebody's somebody's gonna say, like, yeah, I I still can't back Uncharted 4 as, like, something that I would recommend to somebody. If you're gonna get a game like that, I would say Rise of the Tomb Raider (laughs) at this point. Well, well, yeah, but Uncharted Four graphically looks more impressive than Horizon. Horizon looks good, but Horizon doesn't do enough with its color palette. Yeah, you know, you you have the oranges, but you have orange and that earth tone, and the only other color that you're gonna have is maybe night, which looks yeah oh, fine. But, I do agree but, with you. It kind of gives. It kind of gives. Unless you're in like one of the cauldrons, which have that yeah. blue blue black aesthetic. Like, it kind of had. Remember how everybody was complaining when Gears One and Two came out that 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 color palette was too brown and too dark uh-huh. and didn't have yeah. enough vibrant colors. I, to an extent, I kind of feel that way about Horizon, but not. It's not Gears of War bad, but I do agree that there's like there's a lot of brown. There's a lot of earth tones, which. You know, it's it's part of the world they're building, I I think. But at the same time, there's like I think they could do with some, you know, bright, 
purples and blues and and yellows like there's there's colors out there yeah. that they are not using and like if you're going for this old like you know that they're it's future it's the future obviously but they they're relying on old customs like you know the societies are relying on old customs like why not go explore like a roman route and go hey purple is regal like the the kings or the the sitting kings of these societies wear purple to show that they're regal or part of the regal guard you know like mm-hmm. i don't know i i agree with you that the aesthetic i hope they they use some d- new colors and stuff but yeah. i mean i i would say horizon sales playstation pro ps4 pro i, I think it sells that Uncharted does more than Bloodborne and also with its color palette and some some scenes and stuff. So that's why I I, I mean I you have to I have to give it to Naughty Dog for the background, that environment, that it looks beautiful. It it really does. And it doesn't stutter or anything. I think Bloodborne just looks dead and dated. And yeah, Bloodborne it, looks really dated, especially like I've been playing it on my pro. And I even have it running in boost mode to help help it allows the uh, the frame rate to catch up. But like mm-hmm. even then, like you you look at it and like that game is definitely <laughs> an early PS4 game. It is it is dated. Like mm. I mean, it, it, I mean it's not it's not their fault. It's just an old it's just an older game that didn't take a lot of advantage of of the hardware you know they're making the game they're trying to make and and that's cool but like you can definitely see the the way sony's first party studios use the system and the way like second and third parties use it like uncharted is super impressive and i'm excited because uh lost legacy comes out tomorrow and i'm actually really excited you know giant bomb wrote a review and they got Mm. they they were showing it off and talking about it and stuff and actually this is the first Uncharted game I'm excited for since two. To be honest with yeah. you, I I think it's cool that they're exploring Chloe and Nadine. Even though a lot of people yes. don't like Nadine for some reason, I don't. I don't know. I didn't have no problem with. I her. didn't. I didn't have a problem with her, but people are like hate Nadine. I'm like, why? She's there's no issue with Nadine. She's fine. Uh, Trust us, everybody. We're gonna get back to Nintendo. This yeah. is not. This yeah. is not Nurse going platinum, but we gotta talk about this because I, I found i feel like this is an interesting conversation um yeah uh, but in in terms of like is. exclusives and stuff like yeah i've to get it back to exclusives for sony like i i still think like horizon is kind of it in terms of like nine pluses for me in terms of sony exclusives like nintendo mm-hmm. for switch already for me at least already has three nine pluses for me you know they have it zelda mario kart 8 yes you could argue that those are already on wii u and they're just ports that's fine uh splatoon 2 like those are the three nine pluses and like arms is like an eight plus for me i i probably would add maybe even two more like that graceful explosion machine is addictive yeah literally addictive and uh, Dumper is good too. I, I'm, I'm like I enjoyed Dumper, uh, but everybody's playing Sonic Mania on Switch. And yeah, you could get that on PS4. But all I'm seeing, like on my Twitter feed, 
switch, switch, switch for Sonic Mania. So if Sega is making, and even even uh, Puyo Puyo Tetris was a must-have that people were buying on Switch. Mm-hmm. So I mean, I'm like, I've I mean, I bought <laughs> I bought Puyo Puyo Tetris twice because I bought the physical copy, and I'm like. I'm not gonna keep switching discs or switching carts every time I want to play Tetris, so I just ended up buying it <laughs> digitally too. To be honest with you, like I just I want it there all the time, and it's so easy to just be like, okay, I'm tap like, I <laughs> I always forget Switch has a touchscreen, but like I tap the Puyo Puyo Tetris thing, launch right in, and right there, Tetris. I touch Tetris, and I'm in Tetris. It's just like ugh. Tetris is like one of the best games of all time. It's just it's so perfect. But- Puzzle games, yes. Puzzle games, I do agree. But it has competition because uh, Puzzle Fighter, I hold over Tetris. Yeah, get that out of here. Weak. What? Weak sauce. No. You heard me. What? That sauce is weak, Ed. Get it out. No, it's not. It's the Big Mac sauce. That's, no. Thousand Island dressing, you cannot pass off as special sauce. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it is. I you know how long it's been since I've had a Big Mac? I don't know what it I don't even know. I don't even remember the last time I was at McDonald's to be honest with you. <laughs> well yeah, I did tell you to uh I'm like, go stop at McDonald's and get a milkshake or something because you was even Brian's. Yeah. Was- yeah, I ended up going there's uh I don't know if these are around you, but people in the Ohio or Pennsylvania area uh will know sheets. No, uh, we don't like, have it. It's like a, it's like a, it's a gas station, but inside you can go in and like, they have like a touchscreen there, and you can order food and and milkshakes oh. and coffee and stuff, and it's like a convenience store. It's like a, it's like a nice convenience store. It's like the Target version of convenience stores, where like, you know, it's a little bit nicer than your typical gas station, but it's still like a convenience store, you know. So is it? Because sometimes we have mm. some in Wisconsin, but it's like for truck stops. Yeah, um, that's uh, the like. There's down south. It's the there's like Wawa down south. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But yeah, I know what you're talking about. And yeah, it's yeah. kind of like that. It's it's kind of like that. Okay. Yeah. You can yeah. go in, sit down. Ours ours by the well, the one by where I work has like a, has a drive through, and like the drive through has the touch screen on it, so you don't have to talk to anybody. It's really nice great oh nice yeah see we don't have uh any truck stops uh shops like that we only have like basic kind of um like uh gas stations uh don't we have to go to wisconsin to do anything like that yeah so it's uh oh man but yeah anyways <laughs> nintendo Woo! yes uh but let's see what else? i was playing so- oh i played sonic mania yeah, now getting rounding it back to Nintendo after twenty minutes of talking about Sony exclusives and stuff. Um, Sonic Mania is uh, definitely a Genesis style Sonic game. It is fast. It's annoying when you're going really fast and they just throw the random enemy in front of you. Uh, hate uh, that. Uh, I I like the pure I can just play a Sonic mode. <laughs> you know, I I I really do like that. Sonic 1 is my favorite Sega game. I will I will throw that out there in terms of games you could play on Genesis besides the Turtles in Time ripoff which was Hyperstone Heist. It was the same game, 
as Turtles in Time for Super Nintendo. But there's a couple extra levels, and there's a boss rush mode, and instead of Super Shredder, it was Ultra Shredder. But it was essentially the same game. Okay. Uh, gosh, that game was so good. Can we get? Can we just get like the 16-bit Ninja Turtle games on Switch at some point in widescreen and like comic mode and just? Ugh. I was talking about Ninja Turtles earlier today with somebody. Who was I talking about? Oh, we were talking about the original Ninja Turtles. Uh, oh, on NGR next next week's NGR Radio, we talked about uh, games that we kind of wanted revived and what developer we wanted it mm-hmm. from. And I was talking about Ninja Turtles. And remember when Rocksteady was rumored to be working on the Ninja Turtles game that was similar to Arkham Asylum? Yeah. Uh, that's what we were talking about. But uh, but, Plat- but Platinum did it because I guess uh, Activision had the uh, yeah, rights to it. stupid Activision. I'm sorry. Activision is... Well, do you, you want to know who I would have picked for it? I literally would have went the way for it. I could see way for it during the arcade style uh ninja turtles again yeah yeah i could but yeah that would be what, cool that would be awesome if way forward did like a, a 20 dollar side scrolling brawler or even like a 30 dollar like brawler with rpg elements where you could like put pump stats into different things and like yes. make like you could do like i don't know i think it would be cool if somebody took that brawler like format made it uh-huh. maybe maybe made it multiplayer like maybe not i don't know or like even made it like a gauntlet style thing where like each run you make you level your turtles up a different way and like you know you you take take them through like a two like like a two or three hour campaign and just level them up how you want after after each level put points into like strength speed uh you know you you get an aerial attack maybe your special move where you hit a and b at the same time doesn't take as much health away uh you know that kind of stuff and like just put that in the brawler formula oh man look what i did game doc sign up you got anybody listening who owns the ninja turtles license you can have that one for free i i i think you should charge 30 dollars for it maybe a three-hour campaign co-op save states yeah uh, I would make it six hour. I'd make it five or six hour. Uh, yeah, I I mean I would just only because the only reason why is that uh, playing the Ninja Turtle game will only take you an hour if you if you're playing the old ones. An hour? Um, How bad are yeah. you? It would take you like forty minutes. Jeez, Ed. Well, it actually Get depends good. on what diff- it actually depends on what difficulty and what turtle you're playing. Get good, Ed. I'm what? Just, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Now, if you're playing that old Ubisoft one turtles in time that came from 360, then Ugh. yeah, 40 minutes. Yeah, no, no, do not. Nobody play that game. Sorry, nobody play that game. <laughs> yeah, that game. That game was bad, dude. I'm sorry. That game was bad. The Turtles in Time remake was bad. Yes. Uh, uh, and I know it was based off the arcade version and not the Super Nintendo version, which is fine, but it was still bad. So, Bad dudes. Uh, no, we don't need another bad dudes. Anyways, back to Sonic. Sonic's really good. I wouldn't be expecting anything super 
different than the Genesis games, except for the fact that they doubled down on the Genesis aspect of it and just made it work and made it flow really well. And they added, they built the engine from the ground up to feel like the Genesis games, but they added the extra, I think they said like 15 frames a second to, to each animation and like the extra animations that Sonic does makes it flow better. And it's just like, it's really cool. And like the boss designs are cool. I'm not going to give anything away. Uh, but there's two really cool bosses I fought so far. Um, hope your hope your uh, puzzle skills are up to snuff. That's all I can say about one of them. Yeah. Uh, but Sonic Mania is really good, and especially if you're a fan of the old Sonic games, like it's it's super good. I got my got my Sonic buddy right here. He's gonna chill on my desk from now on. Uh, my my it doesn't say Sega though. Like my button is broken. Which I'm really upset about, but it's okay. It's not like I'm just gonna keep pressing it. But Sonic Mania is really good. I'm I'm really impressed, and it plays well on Switch. It feels at home in in handheld mode. Like these are the types of games that I would love to see Nintendo do at some point. You know, a Super Mario World Mania where like they'll include the original game, but you can go back in and play remix levels, or you know. And I I know that's what Mario Maker kind of is, but like. Mm-hmm. I would love to see them just maybe take a little bit of time and like remaster some of these games and and make them widescreen and add the extra frames of animation and just do some stuff. But like this game, a lot of heart in this game. I like it. Sure, they'll probably put it in the Paper Mario art art form. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I want some of those old school those old school Mario games though. Like I want. Like, even if they just redid the All-Stars versions of the games and, like, you know, because, like, the 16-bit Mario 3 looks really good and Mario 2 looked really good. I, oh, man, these games are good. <sighs> but anyways, Ed, we're going to get into some of this news. Do we want to save this, bi- the biggest story first or last? Do we want to save it for last? Do we want to keep keep everybody guessing? Let's keep everybody guessing. Okay. So, first story, Batman the Enemy Within Telltale series has been listed for Switch by several retailers, including Ooh, yes. Amazon, GameStop, Best Buy, and Target. Uh, the Telltale game features a story-driven Batman point-and-click graphic novel, which was released earlier this month on several platforms. Uh, the Batman games, the Telltale Batman games have been rumored to be running on Switch for a while now, and it's pretty clear what Batman game we'll be getting. Uh... It's already on PS4, Xbox One, PC, iPhone, Android. Uh, and this one is listed for an October 17th release date, which is also the same date as Axiom Verge, by the way, for you Switch owners. Uh, nice. So pretty solid. Pretty pretty solid. I would, I've been telling you, Ed, I'm like, there's two games I would love to play on Switch, and one was this, and one was uh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. I think those I would like to play those on Switch, and we're getting it, and we're getting this one. I'm a little sad we're not getting the first one though, just because like the story is a continuation of the first season, and yeah, your, and your stuff does carry over. So maybe there'll be maybe there'll be like a bundle like the Revelations bundle for Switch, which would be really cool. Uh, but anyway, anyways, yeah, Batman looks like it's coming to Switch, so I'm excited. 
I'm really yeah, excited. Yeah, I am too. I still um, need I, to finish that first season. Oh, the first season is good. I am waiting for two, two for Xbox One. Um, I'm waiting for all the episodes to come out because that's how I want to play it. Um, but definitely for Switch, I'll have have I'll definitely have one by then, and I definitely will be picking up because it's going to be a great game to play on the go. Yeah. Definitely, especially if you're like on an airplane and you like, you know, you don't really want to watch it, the in-flight movie or whatever, and and you know, you, or like a train ride or something, and and you yes. need something to, to pass the time. Like an episode of this would be perfect. You know, it doesn't it doesn't take a lot of energy or thought. You know, I mean, when when I when I when we flew to Florida, like I played my Switch, and I was I would have loved to have something like this to play, even though I was still playing Zelda, and Zelda's amazing. But yes, uh, but yeah. Batman's looks like it's coming to Switch. Also coming to Switch, EA revealed that they are releasing a second game for Switch, and it's the game that I'm more interested in. Uh, remember the what EA, could it be? Remember the EA Originals title fee that they announced, what, two yes. years ago at this point? Uh, two years ago, yes. Uh, yeah, it is coming to Switch now uh, from Swedish studio Zoink Games. Uh, will be released in early 2018 on Switch as well as the other platforms. This game looks way better than it did when they revealed it. Did you watch the new trailer? No, I didn't even get to see the Electronics uh, Conference, Electronic Arts Conference. Ah, uh, this trailer was so good. Hold on, I gotta, I gotta mute the audio so it doesn't come through on the podcast. But this game looks freaking adorable. The artwork looks amazing the art direction is just oh it looks it looks like if horizon had a no man's sky art design mm-hmm. but like you get to like walk around at these different creatures and stuff oh my gosh it looks so good anybody who's interested in an adventure game for switch like a, a real action adventure game watch this trailer right now uh it I, I had no interest in this game before today, and now I'm watching this trailer, and it's like at the top of my list of third-party games I want on Switch. Well, I know for me, uh, it looks it looked very interesting at E3, but I was kind of disappointed that EA didn't really show more of it last year at E3, and like they kind of went silent. So... Uh, but it looked like they probably was working on the visuals and probably uh, expanded the game and, you know, probably getting performances uh, of it better. Hopefully there is an interview that comes out and he tells why it took long. Uh, but, yeah, I agree with you, Corey. It looks very beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it it's going to be it's going to be good. I feel like it's going to be no less than good. I think it's going to be better than Unraveled, uh, the, their first kind of foray into the ea originals thing uh with yarny uh so yes felix good i'm excited all right ed arms the uh japanese arms twitter page has teased a new fighter set to join Ooh. the game uh in the in probably the free update coming at the beginning of the month uh they've already announced that all content and fighters are all going to be free for this game uh, yes. for the next year and people have uh uh recently unearthed a leak showing that there are at least nine unannounced fighters and this would be one of them 
uh, one to coincide for every month for the rest of the rest of the free DLC period. So uh-huh. uh, I'm pretty pretty pumped. I I I think Arms, even though it sold well, I still feel like it's one of Nintendo's stronger new IPs in recent years. Uh, uh-huh. It's really good. It's a really strong fighting game. I I I really like Arms, and if I had more time, like I would definitely be playing Arms just as much as everything else I play on Switch. It is, it is really good. I actually think I like Arms more than Splatoon, to be honest with you. Uh, really? Even though even though I love Splatoon, I've played it before. You know, it's it's Splatoon, right? It's it's, you know, you play the maps, you cover the maps, and you customize your character. And even though it's got deep customization mechanics this time around like there's something about arms man that's super charming and super fun and and i i like arms a lot you know i i it's like a fighting game i can really get into yeah when i tried the uh demo of it i was kind of hooked i'm like yeah this is a game that i definitely got to learn uh yeah it looks really good that was that was really scary ed my my the game room door just opened Uh-oh. just opened by itself there's a ghost oh, wow. there's a ghost in here oh no that was really creepy dude it was shut like all the way now it's open like this far wow okay anyways back to the show uh <laughs> If if something happens, Ed, oh no, oh no, oh no. Okay, sorry if you just saw the video go haywire. Ah, wow. Okay. Uh, yeah, arms. I can't wait to see what this new character looks like. Maybe they'll reveal it in one of the new. Uh, I think by the time everybody sees this video or listens to this show, Nintendo will have had at least one of their live streams for probably Mario Odyssey. First, I think is the first one. Uh-huh. Uh. Uh. So. Maybe they'll have announced something uh, by then, but like I can't wait to see what this new fighter looks like because Max Brass was the first DLC fighter that they announced, and he was cool. Like he's this big, huge, like tanky character. He's really slow, but he can pack a punch. No pun intended. Yes. Okay, pun intended. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> arms, arms is really good. I can't wait for you to come up here, Ed, and we'll do a let's pod and play of arms. It's gonna be great. Ah, uh, yes. It's gonna be. It's gonna be awesome. So. Uh, the last kind of uh, bigger news story before we get to kind of like, I feel like the the last news story is just going to kind of be our topic of the show. But uh, okay, remember the PlayStation Classic Fear Effect? Of course, yes. And Square Enix licensed the game out to a company who was doing the Kickstarter to do a strategy version of Fear Effect, which is still due out sometime next year. Uh, Sushi, a development studio who started their Kickstarter for, uh, where's the name? Where's the name of the Fear Effect game they're developing? Uh, Fear Effect Sedna uh, has signed on with Square Enix to remaster the original Fear Effect. Called Fear Effect Reinvented, this game will take the original game, uh, which was released on PlayStation in 2000, uh, give it a fresh coat of paint, uh, remaster some of the mechanics, and deliver the game how everybody 
remembers it from the year 2000. Mm. Interesting. This game, I'm not going to lie. I was at the right age at the right time for this game, and the marketing around this game was very, we'll say, persuasive with its female leads. And they Uh were very friendly with each other. We'll just put it that way. Uh, (laughs) You know, that was kind of like the whole marketing thing. I wonder if they're going to clean up that that persona that this game kind of has surrounding it and kind of like give it more not that the game's gonna the game itself is gonna change but maybe push it more towards what tomb raider became uh in terms of Uh. of the graphics instead of you know that old school uh thing uh the one thing that this game really introduced though uh what it was really known for it was one of the first major titles to introduce cell shading uh which wasn't really popular at the time it was i remember it was fear effect uh cell damage and fur fighters jet set radio yeah uh i think jet set radio came out after this though uh but those three game those three games were like the first major games to like really experiment with cell shading and then Uh and then jet set just (laughs) went off the walls with their cell shading which i would love a remastered jet set radio for switch just saying then Wind Waker snatched all the crowns. Yeah. Because people who was watching it thought that it was a cartoon. Yeah, because then <laughs> Nintendo's like, oh, that's cute. We can do it right. <laughs> and then they just went exactly. off and did it. <laughs> so. I'm, and I'm not going to play Wind Waker in this in everybody's household. Yeah, I know, right? Wind Waker. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wanted I wanted that Zelda game they showed off in the tech demo at Space World or E3 that year. For like, uh, GameCube? Yeah, they showed Luigi's Mansion, Metroid, and Zelda, and I'm like, and Mario 128. Remember when Mario 128 was a thing? Yes. Oh, man, I would love if they just came out and said, hey, we're making Super Mario 128, and it is a direct sequel to Mario 64, and, oh, man, that would be great. But that, but that came out to be Mario Sunshine. Yeah. Uh, actually, I think the tech behind... The tech behind Mario 128 ended up being Pikmin because they were experimenting with lots of uh, characters on screen at one time, and that ended up being Pikmin. So, fun fact for everybody ah. that's listening. So, that was that was interesting. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Sorry, I, need, I, I am so hyped. I need to keep it going. Well, before we actually get to that, Corey, before we get to our last topic, everybody, uh, uh, Magic Design Studios, who are attending Gamescom, just announced Unruly Heroes. Um, It is a 2D game enriched by combat and other surprises. Uh, And these uh, kind of been influenced by... Uh, a journey to the west uh, kind of known as the monkey king and this fresh company has team members who previously worked on Ubisoft uh, titles such as Raymond Rabbits and Assassin's Creed so uh, you guys can check it out uh, with local co-op four to four players uh, there's a lot of worlds to discover the artwork is bananas it looks so B-A-N-A-N-A-S. yes Sorry. <laughs> um 
it, it looks really good. This is like literally on my radar. I love 2D beat em ups. I love the combat. Uh, they got one part, this dude, he hit an enemy and then grabbed it by the tail and did the Looney Tunes back and forth kind of whap whap. I'm like, oh yeah, this is definitely for me. Uh, and last but not least, for my little special news before we get to our main topic, um, Pixel Perfect, uh, they came and talked about a game, uh, Earth Atlantis. Uh, they say that it's about 96% done. Uh, but man, this game looks like really cool. It looks like hand drawn black and white. Uh, uh, 2D shooter, so uh, you guys can check that out. Um, it was a, a 2017 Bit Summit winner, so uh, you guys can check that out. Uh, these two stories are on Nintendo Life, so if you guys want to see more, go to that website, check them out, give them a good read. But Corey, what is our what is the big news that's like got us all kind of crazy? Oh my gosh, man! Let me let me tell you. Okay, so. Uh, if you guys remember, maybe a month ago, maybe a month ago, maybe a month and a half ago, we talked about Monolith Soft, Soft and how it had come out that they were working on a, maybe working on a sequel to Xenoblade Chronicles X. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they they kind of teased some things and they were they were hiring for that project uh, in terms of like an online action heavy uh, type position. So, yes, it came out on August 20th that Xenoblade developer Monolith Soft recruiting for ambitious new project for Nintendo Switch. Uh, Xenoblade developer Monolith Soft is looking to hire a wave of new staffers as it shifts gears to a new project. On its newly refreshed website, the company says it's planning on it's planning an ambitious project different from monolith's brand image monolith is recruiting staff who can take on the challenging or take on the challenge with them of releasing a title to for a global market monolith is hiring for the following positions designers uh character modeler map modeler in-game animator technical artist main character designer concept artist programmer character control programmer uh, for action, uh, system and framework pro- programmer, for action, planner, for action, management support, uh, project manager, specifically keyed towards online components and action RPGs. And then it shows two or three, or it shows three or four images of concept art uh, that they plan for their project. And it looks like they are aiming for an online action rpg probably similar to the first family fantasy star was the first thing that crossed my mind was like uh-huh. you know maybe not an mmo but a game similar maybe to monster hunter 2 where like you you can have up to two or three friends join you in the same party you guys go out and fight monsters together uh in an open world go complete missions together stuff like that uh yeah it, it looked like from i'm assuming that it's going to be class-based also because it looked like the different environments and the people that was there uh you know they were by themselves but i'm just like this looks like this gonna probably have some class-based combat to it yeah uh do everybody check out that artwork oh that artwork is amazing like really good it has a like uh 
uh, kind of like a watercolor aesthetic to it. Yeah. In a sense. Yeah. It's, uh, man, it looks pretty. Uh, it's the, the concept art, like you said, is kind of like a watercolor, uh, really vast environment. Uh, the one picture shows a girl in a red hood staring down at what looks like a city in a valley and these two just cliff, uh, and a big mountain in the background overlooking an ocean. Man, this game sounds ambitious for a Nintendo title. Uh, you know, I mean, it wouldn't be anything if this game was coming out on Xbox or PlayStation. Like, those those games exist on those platforms all the time. And Nintendo mm-hmm. isn't really known for their online uh, stuff, you know, in terms of, like, an MMO or anything. I, I mean, I guess Dragon Quest X exists overseas. But uh, this is, like, the, the positions they're hiring for are very specific for an action RPG. And, like... There's this one where it looks like it looks like a knight in a red cape is looking up at a giant church with like this angel statue. Uh almost looks Dark Soulsy. Uh like if you showed me an image of this, I would have said, Oh, that looks like Dark Souls. Uh yeah. just from the concept art. But then you go down scroll down the page and it's got the watercolor, very colorful, very uh lots of blues and reds and pinks kind of like you know what we were talking about maybe horizon can incorporate into their next game like i it looks awesome like it this concept looks awesome uh the the what the hero or i i i think it might be a, a female with the the sword and the cape flowing over the sword and the she's un, unsheathing the sword and it looks like she's about ready to go into battle and there's all these flags flying around I mean, we we talk awfully highly about Monolith on the show, and we yes. talk awfully highly on Xenoblade, uh, especially Xenoblade X, uh, and how big that world uh. And like, you know, we talk a lot about Xenoblade Chronicles Two and how that game looks like it should not be running on this hardware. You know, it's it's got that the like even though the characters look very se- kind of cel shaded and cartoony, the, uh-huh. the world itself looks very real like the grass flowing the mountains like you saw the monster you, you remember that first trailer it looked like a mountain in the background and we watched it again and it was actually a monster moving across the background of the, yes! of the world and then like you go up into the sky and it's like the city in the sky and then that gi- giant flying monster going through the title screen like these are massive assets that don't look like they should be running on the Nintendo Switch hardware, but they are. Yes. Like, I, we have to relook at that trailer, like, many times. And I'm probably going to even do it even after the show. Uh, because, goodness, Mon- you know, Monolith Soft is known for a lot of their RPGs, and plus with them working on their uh, Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild. So I think Breath of the Wild has inspired them and they're probably going to be taking some things from it to make that kind of game, that open world MMO style game. Mm-hmm. And they know. I mean, Monolith knows their way around how to build an open world. They, I mean, granted, they helped Nintendo build Breath of the Wild's open world. Like, they know how to do it. And like, oh man, if they can just do another another awesome big game for Switch, and oh man, like. If Monolith puts three games on Switch, because I think what started the conversation 
was uh, there was a quote that they were going to try to port Xenoblade X over after they were done with 2, uh, uh-huh. which would be awesome because I would, I would love that. And then that spawned the conversation in the next episode that an article came out that said they were looking to, to maybe make a direct sequel to X. And now we're, we're seeing more of that, and it's just, ah, uh, ah. Uh, uh, yeah, I would, love, I would love for them to fix some things in X and then bring it over to uh, Switch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I, would, I would just, uh, I would love to play X on the go. And, like, I know we're getting two, but I think the Xenoblade proper series and Xenoblade X and whatever that series is going to be, are really two distinct series. They're two separate series that just happen to take place in the same world. Uh, you know, I would love to see X make its way over. Oh, oh, it's so yeah. good. Because, yeah. like, I feel like X is more about the world and, like, you hunting things in the world, whereas Xenoblade 1 and probably Xenoblade 2 are more about the story they're trying to tell. Uh-huh. Yeah, and you know, a lot with a lot of his side quests and stuff. It's just so amazing to look at, though. Mm-hmm. Just like, how in the heck did you guys make a game like this? I like, know. and run and running at at thirty frames. I don't want to say sixty frames, but I running at 30. a thirty, running at a smooth thirty frames per second. Like the frame rate is just smooth. Uh huh. Yeah, it's uh. Man, dude, I just ah, I know. <laughs> I just, I, it's this is great radio. Me just making random sound effects, but that's how excited I am. I just, I think Monolith is one of the most underrated developers out there. Like, you know, you you talk about underrated developers, uh, and and Monolith isn't even brought up when you're talking about that. You know, it's it's insane that they are not talked about more and you know they've done some good stuff you know when they spun out and de- and formed monolith even before that you know they when they were doing games for square and they were doing xeno gears and then they spun off for namco and then they did xeno uh xeno saga they did xeno oh, saga yeah, for saga. ps2 yeah. and then they sp- and then they uh namco sold them to nintendo and then they made xeno blade like, oh, man, they, they've just done some really awesome work. And, like, you know, you go back and play those PS2 games, like, they're a little cutscene heavy. And, I mean, that's when people were really experimenting with cutscenes and seeing how they would work in a game. And I, I get that. It's a time and place thing. But back then, like, those epic R- those were epic RPGs, man. Yes, they were. And that was the first time that you could really, like, you know, a lot of people give credit to Mass Effect for being one of the first o- RPGs to really have things matter and carry over but if you remember xenoblade saga like i'm pretty sure like xenoblade xenosaga 2 read your save from xenosaga 1 and determined like at least determined some stats for your characters and and how the story was going to unfold uh-huh and you know that that was planned to be like a six episode thing and it only ended up being three but which which really made the third game feel rushed because they they were trying to tie up a lot of loose ends that weren't supposed to be done for like two games but uh uh-huh. that series was a massive thing for for PS2 and I would really like to see those games get remastered at some point 
Well, I would love to see Xenogears get remastered. Like, I want to play the first one. Yeah. Well, like, Xenogears had the same problem, right? It was this big epic RPG, and there was going to be a couple sequels to that. And then, uh-huh. they, and then they looked at the numbers and thought, well, I don't think we're going to be able to make another game in this series because Final Fantasy VII is super popular. You know, everybody's looking at Final Fantasy for PS1 now. Uh, you know, and then I think Chrono Cross was going to was coming out soon after that, which, like, you know, a sequel to Quan- Chrono Trigger at the time was probably really... People were really looking forward to that. Uh-huh. And so, like, Xenogears, the end of Xenogears felt really rushed as well. Uh, you know, yeah. they, it felt like there there could have been like forty more hours of RPG wrapped up in that they, last half hour. <laughs> I think they ran out of time and they ran out of budget, so they had to finish it up. Yeah, which is sad. And like it, it really like you know playing Xenoblade Chronicles for Wii and what I played of X, I didn't fi- I didn't finish it because that game is just way too long. Like that is. Yeah. That is that is Nintendo's Skyrim right there. You can say Breath of the Wild is is Nintendo's Skyrim all you want. Xenoblade X is Nintendo's Skyrim. Like you can go do whatever you want. You can go yes. fight giant monsters 200 hours into the game and they will still whoop your butt. Like those things. <laughs> like it's like 25 hours before you even get your mech. <laughs> right. And, and then you have you to relearn take- the game. <laughs> And then you have to take care of your mech because if you mech your mech dies, you kind of got to rebuild it, and that's more resources. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, man, it's uh, I I'm really intrigued I'm, by what they're hiring for. I'm super stoked because uh, even if they do get the team and they actually make something, we got 2018 E3. We are. That is going to be an expectation for me. Come on, minor list off. You guys don't know Nintendo Direct. Give me straight E3. Save it for E3. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I think maybe it's going to be a while before we hear about this game. Uh, you know, I I mean, I'm assuming it's going to use the Xenoblade Chronicles X engine. Like, they already uh-huh. have an engine. Uh, so they could possibly pump this game out in two or three years, uh, you know, because they... They pumped Xenoblade. They're pumping Xenoblade two out. What two years after Xenoblade X? Two years or three? Two years. Yeah. Plus, they helped with the development of Breath of the Wild. Like they work fast. You know, for for especially for a Japanese company, like you know, they 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 work pretty fast. And I I'm excited to see. Maybe like two years we'll hear something. You know. Yeah. Probably, uh, we'll probably see something. Hopefully next year, uh, by that following year, we just find out some new stuff, like maybe a cage, maybe a story or a trailer. We find something about it. Uh, but yeah, I'll give it two or three years that we actually learn what the game is in the final title. Yeah. It. Yeah, I. Uh... I'm excited, you know. I can't wait to see <laughs> what this game is because they are—they are one of the, I, I would say, one of Nintendo's better development studios. And and <laughs> man, yes, 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 yes. But yeah, 
anything else we we want to talk about before we wrap up this episode? Uh, I mean, no. I, we could always talk about we could always talk for hours about Nintendo, but right, this is, this is a podcast, and we understand we don't want to take up all of your time. But uh, we yeah. love you guys. I know we love you guys. Plus, you know we've we've got a lot to work on this weekend. We've got man. See, with me going on vacation, Ed and I are, are still recording next week's Monday or Tuesday and Friday episodes, but we are recording them in advance, so we're doing du- double duty this week for Nintendo. Yes, so. we are. Not that yes. not that I can't always talk about Nintendo, but you know, we we are working on some things. We're going to be taking your questions later this week uh, for all listener questions since we haven't really gotten to a, a question block in a while. Yes, and then um, we do have a Nintendo sixty four episode list to make. Yeah. So, uh, get uh, your list together. Let's get that. Let's get because you know what else I got... want to talk about that episode too, and it'll be probably be a topic that we'll talk about after we name our list of games. I want yes. I want to talk about if Nintendo will have the balls to make a deal with Microsoft to get some of those rare games. I want. Oh yes. I want. Yes. I want to see if they will do that, or if they'll make a deal with Disney to get Rogue Squadron, or or something like that. Like I want to. I want to talk about if Nintendo is willing to make the deals, even if well, we, even if the even if the N sixty four is a hundred dollars, like you know, or a hundred twenty with four controllers, you know, like I want to know if they're going to go make those deals. Disney would be easier. Because of that 3DS adventure, that 3DS game that came out, that Nintendo published, that Disney kind of art game. Oh, the, uh, the art studio. That the art studio, and then art it was Academy. like Art Academy, Disney Art Academy, is what it was. That one, and then there was one where you were able to go to the uh, um, the kingdom, the Magic Kingdom, right. and explore all around it. Right. So, like Nintendo got some good stuff with Disney. So mm-hmm. that Star Wars for the that Star Wars Rose Garden or whatever, um, yeah, th- that shouldn't be too hard. I wouldn't. Rare the, I mean, rare I would, those, I'm more. I'm more interested in the rare Microsoft deal. Uh, GameCube is where I would really want them to make that deal with Disney and get Rogue Squadron two on there. Oh yeah, because that game was the reason I bought a GameCube at launch. I mean, like I was gonna buy GameCube at launch anyway mm-hmm. because it's Nintendo. But you know that game. <laughs> I think the three games I bought at launch were were Luigi's Mansion, Tony Hawk Three, and Rogue Squadron <laughs> were the three games. Uh huh. Well, it, and I wonder what would EA say about it. Mm-hmm. But Disney has the final say. So EA don't can't say nothing about it. Disney has the fun to say. Yeah, expect. I mean, like I know EA has a license on new Star Wars games, but this is a like just a re-release type situation. So yeah, I, but I do wonder if who was the development studio Factor Five behind Factor Five. Yeah, I wonder if they have any rights still in there somewhere because they developed the game. But I mean, that's something we could talk about on that episode um but anyways i think i think that's gonna wrap our show ed i'm super excited because i get to be at the nintendo world store in <laughs> less in in a week 
I'm gonna buy one of those stupid rabbits. It's gonna be awesome. I'm gonna set my Luigi rabbit right next to my Sonic statue. And this is gonna be like the desk of awful toys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that Sonic's awful, are you, buddy? You just you just had a bad run. Till now, Sonic Mania is good. Sonic Forces doesn't look great, but anyways. Uh, yeah, this is Nintendo Power Block. You can find Nintendo Power Block every Tuesday and Friday at 10 a.m. on our YouTube page. Uh, like, subscribe, and share there. Or if you can take us with you on your podcast service of choice. Power Block is now on Stitcher. So I'm proud to say that we are now Yay. on Stitcher. Uh, it, it, the NGR, uh, you have to search for NGR Radio on Stitcher, but Stitcher now allows one entity to have multiple podcasts so i'm working on getting arsenal x and nerds gone platinum out there as well i'm waiting uh for the you can only submit us another podcast like one at a time until it's approved Uh, then you can do the next one i'm working on getting those ones up there as well but now under the ngr radio i guess station on stitcher you can find pal block there now too so um yeah really i was looking at stitcher for optional opinion and i didn't I didn't jump the gun yet. You you should because uh, a lot of people actually listen to at least they listen to NGR on Stitcher. Uh, I know Todd Oxtra uses Stitcher for his podcast. Um, okay. So, uh, anyways, Ed, where can we find you? You guys can find me on Twitter at that retro code. You can hear my podcast optional opinion on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, the anomalous radio network And all of your your favorite podcast apps that you guys can find. Um check me out on World One One Podcast, Arsenal X, our Xbox Podcast, and more of Nintendo Power Block. Our Nintendo podcast, of course, and the and our uh, Let's Playing pod that me and Corey do with other guests. Uh, you guys can check that out. Also, I have some writing up on. I have a new blog up on ngrradio.com, so you guys can check that out. Uh, you guys can read Skirmish Frogs. Uh, I have a series called The Moment, uh, so at skirmishfrogs.com, and also optional opinion blogs on ign.com under anime e n i m e. Check out my Twitch page, the lyrical one for uh, Let's Learn. And if you guys want to friend me on Nintendo, uh, right now I don't have a Switch, so I can't give you that number out just yet. Uh, but if you still got to read you, optional opinion on uh, Big Letters, all one word. And uh, I still, I'm sorry, everybody, I will be posting my 3DS uh, code if you guys need it. Check out, check out the Nintendo Power Block uh, Facebook page, it will be up there. So guys can check it out by the time this episode drops yes yes Yes. uh you can find me on ngr radio every monday at 10 arsenal x with ed world one one uh let's see and with jesse everybody yeah jesse yeah yeah uh you can find me at core nhd on instagram you can find me at core nhd on twitch thanks to larry you can find me at Corey and UHD on Twitter, uh, because somebody already has Corey and HD. Jerk. I'm just kidding. I'm sure he's a nice fellow, but he's only tweeted three times in the last like seven years, and I want that Twitter handle. Uh, you can find all of our content on ngrradio.com. Uh, I will be writing a bunch of reviews and stuff. Uh, finally, when I'm on vacation, I'm excited. Uh, you know, you can. 
I don't know if they're going to be reviews or more of just opinion pieces, uh, but you can find them. I'm, I'm fin I finished my Zelda one. I'm just waiting to post it uh, because I want to post it with my Horizon because I think I want to do a comparison piece and have like, you know, a Monday, Wednesday, Friday release of those that content because I want to compare them and how they will forever be intertwined. Uh, but yeah, yes. look forward to that stuff. I will also be reviewing Mario Rabbids Kingdom Battle while I'm on vacation because I will be getting that game. Yes. Um, and I will be picking up uh, the Uncharted, uh, but I can't uh, due to uh, something that came up. I, wouldn't, I won't be able to get it this week, but I am going to try to pick it up um, next week so you guys will be able to check out that review. Um, I'm going to try to do my best to power through it. Uh, and get it up there. Um, and everybody, also check out Jesse's bright uh, review of Hellblade. He really spent a lot of great time writing that. It's really, really good. So I do. It's one of the best. It's one of the best reviews on the site right now. Honestly, like I've I've read it twice. I've shared it three times. Like it's it's worth the read. So go to ngrradio.com. It should be. It should still be on the front page. Uh, for, for stuff. If yeah. not, you can look yes. under the PlayStation banners and you can find it there and the PC banners if you're playing on PC. So, uh, really yes. good writing. Uh, we need to get Jesse uh, on one of these shows at some point. So, uh, yes. Anyways, check out the family of shows. Uh, every day there's a new show going up somewhere. Uh, I'm excited because Matt is working on getting Matt and the B Flats on to NGR Radio as a partner show. So, uh what? i'm excited cool. i'm excited and uh show that i really kind of want to shout out to real quick too before we get going nerd noise radio uh it's something yes. i i brought up on earlier shows this week uh you know i we we talked a little bit about it on world War one and arsenal x but you know that show's obviously going up tomorrow if you're listening to this when this show comes out but uh nerd noise radio john wedgeworth he's uh cool cool dude i've been chatting back and forth with uh if you like video game music or or you know just media music and media in general just check uh, that out it's really cool uh there's a couple channels you can find there uh but yeah it's 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 cool i, I do want to give him a shout out and i'll probably give him a shout out on our facebook page as well uh so like subscribe and share like us on facebook follow us on twitter all that good stuff. Remember to email your questions at nintendopowblock at gmail.com for our listener powblock <laughs> question block <laughs> extravaganza. So uh, thank you so much for watching. And until next time, we love you. Bye, everybody. Woohoo! Mamma mia! Ah!